At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Point Spread Sunday here on VSAN, the sports betting network, where we have the two best words in sports. Game seven, four of them to get to, two in the NBA, two in the NHL, a full NFL slate to get down to, and of course, all the games in Major League Baseball. Welcome in. Good Sunday morning to you. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for joining me here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll also take a deep dive into the NFL with Vinny Eiler and Jim Ozarski of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel will join us as Game 7 between the Bucks and the Celtics coming up later on today. Again, of course, we'll have a full breakdown of both NBA games and both NHL games as Game 7 is upon us. Thank you so much for joining me. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. But I do want to start the show today with the NFL after the schedule release earlier this week, and it uh, already bears you know, the excitement that uh, we get Week 1 lines coming out and just some early observations on some of those lines here. You know, when I look down the slate, and you got some really interesting games, obviously, in week one as the NFL kicks off the schedule. But there's a lot of chalky road and chalky home favorites uh, in week one, which I, I guess is to be expected given there's not a lot of big sample set of data. You're going off a lot of uh, supposition and, and assumption about what any of these teams will be and how they will play to a certain extent. At this point, we don't even know who the roster is. We don't even know who starting quarterbacks are for certain teams at this point in time. At least it's not 100% secure so. Obviously, some of these lines may change and flux a little bit as more information becomes available. But based off of the fact that it is the middle of May, uh, at least gives us something to gnaw on and look at some games 
Whereas uh, without a major change or a major injury, the lines may fluctuate, but certainly not that much. You get the Thursday night opener between the Bills and the L.A. Rams, where the Rams are laying a point at home in a total of 52 and a half. Um, these opening games for the defending Super Bowl champ usually favor the defending Super Bowl champ as far as winning the game is concerned. If you remember last year, remember the Dallas Cowboys gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all they could handle and more, and the Buccaneers were a heavy favorite. I think they were a 7.5 or 8-point favorite at home, and Dallas kept it close, lost by three. So when you see a short number like this, obviously I think a lot of the people will jump on the Rams, but they're getting probably the toughest opponent in all the NFL in the Buffalo Bills. And my knee-jerk reaction is to say take the over. However, uh, offenses are usually behind defenses earlier in the year, and so it's not always possible that you're going to get a high-scoring affair in week one. But I think last year's opener final was 32-29. to 29. So uh, if you have the offenses in the teams, it may be that you could get a lot of scoring in that game. I would lean on the over, um, and, and, and that would be the kind of short handicap for the Thursday night game. Let me just look down the rest of some of the spreads there as you see them up on the screen here. You know, again, I feel like a lot of chalky uh, road favorites, especially within the division. The Saints laying three at the Falcons or three and a half. Um, you know, Miami is laying three at home against uh, the Patriots. You continue to see these just, you know, field goal games. Eagles only laying three and a half against the Lions in Detroit. Uh, these are numbers that I feel like are really sort of almost trap spreads. Uh, to a certain extent, you get the the Chargers laying four at home against the Raiders. You guys know I'm big on the Raiders this year. Uh, was last year one of the few people who thought they were going to be a playoff team, and they were. Uh, I think they're even better this year. If their defense improves a little bit more, I think they're going to be very, very uh, formidable this year as a team. And then the other game that jumped off the page to me was the uh, was the Sunday night game between the Buccaneers and Cowboys again. Uh, and Buccaneers are only laying two and a half. Uh, this feels like a prime spot to take the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where the Buccaneers are just trying to run it back again um, for the third straight year. They have some, obviously, some minor changes to their team. But a lot of that core from the Super Bowl is still intact. Uh, and my guess would be is that their road is going to be a little bit tougher this year. Not to win the division, but to win the whole thing. They're going to find that other teams are are catching up to them a little bit. And... Uh, I don't know. The Cowboys look pretty appealing getting two and a half at home, two or two and a half at home. And, and, and I'm sure that line will move a little bit as you get closer. But uh, again, the Saints laying three and a half on the road. I think the Falcons are a great play there. Nobody's expecting anything from the Falcons. Uh, and they'll probably start Marcus Mariota. There's a chance that, you know, Desmond Ritter, who was drafted in the third round by the Falcons, may get a chance to win the starting job. But the Saints don't have Sean Payton. And they certainly don't have high-level quarterback play. Jameis Winston is okay. He's not great. Uh, but the Saints going on the road against their rival for a home opener for the Falcons where that stadium actually may have people in it at some point this year. <laughs> if they do, it's going to be week one against the uh, Falcons, although half the place may be Saints fans. You never know. Uh, that said, it might be the most opportune time for the Falcons to go out and sneak a cover or even possibly steal a win uh, early on against their division rival. Um, the Dolphins laying three against the Patriots is curious. Bill Belichick has always struggled with the Dolphins, right? And so did Tom Brady. For whatever reason, the Dolphins seem to have the Patriots number. However, this is one of those deals where you're giving Belichick like a month to prepare for his season opener and get his young quarterback in position here. Um, the Dolphins aren't necessarily a great spread team. Although last year, you know, when they when they went on their stretch run of games that they won, um, they were during the first half of the year, they were, they were favored a lot and were ended up on the wrong side of this thing. But 
that's an interesting number to me as well. I wouldn't have thought that the Dolphins would have been favored. I would have thought the Patriots would have been a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So I feel like I'm getting a little bit of value with New England there. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Cincinnati is laying six-and-a-half, by the way, at home against the Steelers, who plan to start Mitch Trubisky. Who knows if they'll start Kenny Pickett. I would wait to figure out who the starting quarterback situation is. I think it's based off the fact that it'll probably – there's not much negligible difference between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Tells you what uh, Mitch Trubisky's level is. Still, a lot of points for a divisional rival uh, and a well-coached team by Mike Tomlin in a situation where uh, the, the, the opponent is very familiar and understands – uh, how to match up with this team. So, and again, Cincinnati, I think, is going to take a huge step back to earth. Um, they they were not supposed to be in the Super Bowl last year. Objectively, they probably shouldn't have beat the Titans. Objectively, they probably shouldn't have beat uh, um, who they playing? Or they shouldn't have beat the Raiders. I mean, that was just a botch game. But they shouldn't have beat the Titans, and they certainly shouldn't have beaten the 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 Chiefs, to say the least. Heck, they shouldn't even have been playing the Chiefs. They should have been playing the Bills. But you know, you could you could say if this and if that, that doesn't matter. Nonetheless, I still think Cincinnati. This year is taking a step back um, and to, to a point where they might not make the playoffs. I got the Ravens winning that division, and I think the Steelers will be a much more improved team. Uh, and the Browns are always going to be really, really tough. So the Bengals may end up in third or fourth in that division. Uh, and if, if the Browns have Deshaun Watson for a full season at this point, we don't know. Um, but you, you'll get – but Mo, by the way, you'll get that decision on Deshaun Watson probably coming about like you know after July 4th. Right before they get to training camp, the NFL will announce a suspension so they know how to go through training camp with Deshaun Watson and how much he needs to, how many reps he needs to get, and so on and so forth. Um, nonetheless, but yeah, I, I, I like the Steelers in week one, getting six and a half. I mentioned the Raiders earlier. Um, you know, the Chargers have so much hype and they have so many expectations, and they are a super talented roster. And last year, they came back a little bit to the pack. Uh, a lot of people thought there would be a sexy team to make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, even even win the AFC, whatever it may be. Uh, that's a tough division, obviously, that they play in. And now it may be the toughest division in football. And again, the Raiders continue to get no respect from anybody. And maybe it's just because Mark Davis still owns a team. Or maybe it's just because nobody really, really believes in Derek Carr. Uh, or maybe it's because they changed coaches again and John Gruden, you know, the whole thing went awry. Uh, but whatever the reason is, that team does not get the the level of respect that their talent has. Of course, they had Devontae Adams. Uh, this is going to be a top five offense in this league, and Derek Carr is going to garner some MVP votes when he has Devontae Adams in his offense. Uh, you're going to have to figure out a way to slow down that team, and they are going to throw the heck out of the ball. So uh, this is a matchup here where I look at that, and the high total at 51.5 tells you thinks there's going to be scoring. There's only three totals in week one that are in the 50s. I mentioned the Bills and the Rams, obviously the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, and then you get the Raiders and the Chargers. So uh, the number is high, but I, I would back it up. I'm sorry, you also get the Chiefs and the Cardinals, but that number is massive at 53. Um, but back to the Raiders and Chargers, you know, that number is high, but there, there's no reason both these teams won't go over it. Now, the Chargers defense is supposed to be good. Um, they've kind of restocked and reloaded uh, and added some major pieces in this offseason. But last year, they didn't play that well. So we'll see. Um, and, and I think that the Raiders getting points or especially more than a field goal feels pretty um, pretty favorable for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and then a couple other games that are, you know, uh, bigger spreads that you look at across the board. You see um, the Colts uh, laying seven and a half on, on the road at the Texans. 
That feels like a runaway, stay away kind of deal, especially after the way the Colts collapsed last year uh, in the final week of the regular season. The Texans obviously were a little bit more competitive than people thought they were going to be. Feels like a lot of points. Um, the Titans are laying six and a half against the Giants, and the Giants are a mess still. I don't know if they've gotten any better. Uh, they added exactly the right pieces they needed to add in the draft, but that doesn't necessarily translate to wins uh, as far as where the Giants are. And then the 49ers and Bears, 49ers laying six and a half, which is a number that feels right given that Justin Fields, who knows how much he's going to progress, right? All these young quarterbacks um, from year one to year two should be their biggest jump. What's the situation for Justin Fields? How much will he improve? How much is that offensive line going to be able to help him and protect him? Uh, all those questions are unknown. You know, when you head into week one, and as I said, it's still the middle of May here. But when you head into week one, you're looking at a situation where uh, it's hard to gauge what improvements are what. Uh, and generally, there's going to be a couple of teams that surprise you statistically in what areas they're really strong in and what areas they're really weak in. For example, last year, it was the Washington football team, now the Commanders, uh, whose defense is supposed to be really good, but they gave up 30 points a game over their first six games. You'll see sort of variations like that at the beginning of the season. They're hard to take out. So when you try to eliminate that variance, the Bears are a team that I would stay away from early on simply because uh, I, I don't know how much improvement Justin Fields is really going to do. Maybe you can tell that from preseason. Maybe you can't, but still, it's a very, very tough spot. No, by the way, I forgot to mention the Monday night game. Broncos at Seahawks as Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle and laying four and a half points there. All right. Uh, that is the full slate of NFL games. Coming up next, two best words in sports. Game seven, NBA, NHL. We'll break them down right here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Mark Zeno. Thanks for joining me. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Point Spread Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining me and starting your Sunday with me. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M A R K Z I N N O. And we certainly appreciate you guys starting your Sunday with us here on VSIN. Uh, Jim Ozarski from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is going to join us coming up here at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific as uh, we get set for game seven between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, the other game seven in the NBA. We have the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks coming up here today as well. So we get both of these second round series or conference semifinals, whatever term you want to use, going the full distance uh, as both the Phoenix, I'm sorry, both the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat await their opponents, their respective opponents from each of their conferences in the conference finals. Uh, Let's start with Milwaukee and, and Boston here because, you know, I'm not sure anybody surprised that this game went or this series went seven games you, you get Boston installed here as a five-point favorite and I think the thing that we're starting to see and we're starting to realize is that Chris Middleton being out is starting to hurt you know you're starting to see the effect of him being out for an extended period uh, more than many people would have thought and and Boston is really taking advantage of the fact that Milwaukee's perimeter shooting is is starting to go down and there's a bigger reliance on Giannis to be able to, to score points. I mean, look, Giannis had 44 and 20 in game six. Uh, the Bucks are not supposed to lose games where Giannis puts up those kind of numbers. But the problem is the secondary scoring just hasn't been there uh, enough for Milwaukee in this series. So they're going to need more secondary scoring, uh, whether it's Bobby Portis, whether it's Drew Holiday, whoever it may be. Uh, they're going to have to find some people there uh, or Pat Connaughton uh, who, who can put the ball in the bucket and, and give Giannis a little bit of relief. Jason Tatum has the game that superstars are supposed to have when their season is on the line. Comes out and scores 46 in game six. He makes seven threes. That's exactly what you want from your superstar. So they head back to Boston. And don't forget, Boston has lost game one at home in this series, and they lost game five at home in this series. Now, it's not often a team loses three home games in a series uh, unless they end up getting gentlemen swept by a lower seed. So, uh, Boston has no excuse not to win this thing. Uh, and remember all the consternation that went on about whether Boston was going to get the two seed and try to avoid Brooklyn, or maybe they would lose their final game, try to get the three seed or whatever, fall down to the four seed. They end up winning their final regular season game. They beat the Nets and they sweep them out of the playoffs. And here they are now with an important game seven and home court. So uh, it just goes to show you that it benefits you uh, to try to get the best record you can sometimes and have home court. 
I, I don't know that Boston is going to lose three home games in a series. That is like a sin in playoffs, anything. Uh, if you have a seven-game series and you lose you lose three games at home, people don't forget that for a really long time. The Bucks have covered eight of their last ten games on the road, and it's hard for me not to take the points in this spot. Uh, the Bucks are the best net rating in the playoffs this year at 13.8, so you know there's a good chance that they can cover this number. This game should be close. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I mean, is it a situation where you know free throws get you past the five? Yeah, but there's not there's no way to eliminate that variance whatsoever. It's just how the game sort of unfolds. So I can't really put that into the handicap I'm worrying about free throws other than acknowledging the fact that it's a realistic possibility. But taking the points there seems like the play. And because Milwaukee has won two games on the road, it's clear that they're not scared to go play in Boston. Uh, so uh, and especially with the uh, Bruins now being eliminated, it's not like there's a hockey game uh, or the Red Sox are already competitive at this point in time. It's, there's anything going to divert the attention of the Boston fans, that place is going to be insanely loud, uh, and it's going to be everything you expect from a Game 7. And really, Milwaukee has to take the energy out of the crowd early uh, and try to play with a lead. Uh, if they get behind big, it could spell trouble for them to get out of it, especially without the consistent three-point shooting that they would get from somebody like Chris Middleton. So um, it, it's, it's kind of depressing that one of these teams is going to have to go home because you really would have liked this to have been an Eastern Conference kind of finals matchup the way it has gone seven games, and it's been back and forth, and it's provided you with a lot of excitement and a lot of different twists and turns throughout the seven-game series here. I'm going to back the Bucks. I'm going to take the points uh, just because, again, I think they can win it outright. I mean, and nobody would be surprised if they did, but it seems very disrespectful of odds makers to give the Bucks five points. I would have thought three, two and a half, three. Uh, the fact that it's five to me, you know, seems like, hey, uh, there's a high level of confidence that Boston is that much better um, than than Milwaukee. Usually, Game Sevens are sort of coin flip games, but you know, odds makers are telling you that, that this is not a coin flip situation here. And oh, by the way, too, take the under 207. Game Sevens typically are going to be tighter. Um, they're going to be more low scoring, uh, just because teams every they know every single possession actually matters. Uh, your season is on the line. A missed shot here, a missed shot there could cost you something drastic. And so teams will play tight, especially at the outset. I think a first half under is a fantastic play in this game. Um, you know, I, I think it's a great way to handicap this thing because I think both of these teams will come out a little bit slow. No one's going to take any aggressive chances. You know, three point, you're not going to see the run down the court, chuck up a three kind of deal. Uh, teams will sit in the half court set a little bit longer because they want to make sure they make the most of their possession and get the best high percentage shot that they can execute. So under 207 and the Bucks in this game for me. Uh, let's flip over to the late game between Phoenix and Dallas. You know, it's a, it's a tale of two cities in this series between these two teams. Each team has won all three games on their home floor. For the Phoenix Suns, uh, they have played drastically better at home than they have on the road in this series, and the numbers bear that out. They're shooting 54% from the field and 43% from three at home in Phoenix. The numbers aren't close to that. Uh, when you look at what they've done in Dallas, uh, they, they're just 39% from three, and they're around 42% from the field when they are playing games in Dallas. So, you know, th this is a, a situation where home court really absolutely makes a difference, and you see the number there at six and a half, and oddsmakers are obviously seeing that, there is a big, big difference there. 
the Mavericks are going to need more secondary scoring, and they're going to need Luka Doncic, obviously, to do what he does. You know, Luka Doncic's best two scoring efforts in this series have both been in losses. Uh, game one where he scored 45, and I think it was game five where he scored 38. Um so, you know, it's those games right there where if Dallas gets a little more, just a little more secondary scoring, they might come out on top. Uh, so this is a spot where it's Phoenix may just let Luka do what he does and prevent everybody else from getting involved because that seems to be a formula that has worked for them. But it's dangerous because when one player gets that hot, they can take things over. And, and, and it's just a, it's a momentum deal that you, you really can't stop. The other thing I would look at in this game is uh, the Phoenix Suns team total over 107. Uh, and I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to the total in this series. The first two games in this series, I thought the total was way low. I hit the over on both of them, and I was just going to hammer the over the rest of the way out, and I was committed to doing it. Well, I did do it, and the next four games all went under. So uh, welcome to gambling. That said, I'm still not taking the under. This is an insanely low total at 205. I mean, I can't believe that the, this number keeps dropping. That 205, by the way, down six points from the 211 Game 6 total. Now, as I said earlier, a lot of that is because Game 7s are typically tighter, right? They're, they're much more slower paced than other playoff games because, you know, teams don't want to make any egregious mistakes. But part of the reason the last four games have gone under the total is because in all four of those games, the losing team was limited to – at most, 101 points. Three games, they didn't even get to 100. Heck, two games, they didn't even get to 90. So that's part of the reason it happened. And what I what I felt like unfolded in a lot of these games is it got distance in the third quarter, and the team that was down just let up and said, I'm not expending the energy in this thing. We're done. We'll look forward to another game, and, and we're going to be fine. So uh, that's part of the reason why those things went under. No one's taking their foot off the gas pedal here. Even if even if one of these teams falls down by 15, they're going to keep pushing and going to keep trying to score as much as they can. No one's going to give up. This is just way too low of a number. It's over or pass for me. Like I said, <laughs> I can't walk away from these low totals and not bet the over. It, it's just the idea that the Phoenix Suns are seeing a total of 205 uh, is nuts to me. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's just not a number that they've seen all year long. Now, Dallas has seen these 2-0 totals, but they don't see it against one of the best-scoring teams in the league that has Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton on the other side of the court. So um, I'm going over. If it's a one-sided blowout again, it probably stays under because one of these teams isn't getting to 100. That said, I, I just, like I said, over a pass. I, I'm, a, I'm a glutton for punishment with this, and I absolutely cannot walk away uh, from a total that low and take the over. So that's where we are with the game sevens in the NBA. Coming up next, we'll turn our attention to the NHL, two game sevens there that will break down. Plus, why the NFL gave the biggest middle finger to the NBA. I'll explain that coming up next right here on Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zeno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. You're watching and listening to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, 
Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes, I'll get you my full play of uh, Major League Baseball games on the slate today and where I'm headed uh, on this Sunday, uh, on Point Spread Sunday. And then next hour, at the top of next hour, Jim Ozarski from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel will join us as we get set for Game 7 between the Bucks and the Boston Celtics. So uh, a lot to get to. Here still on Point Spread Sunday. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, two game sevens in the NHL here today. Uh, one of them is kind of expected uh, between the Penguins and Rangers here as uh, those two teams have met several times in the playoffs in past years, and it's always been a competitive series. Uh, the other one between the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames. I'm not sure a lot of people would have thought this thing would have gone seven here. Uh, and one of the best offenses, one of the best teams in the NHL could get eliminated here. Dallas can pull off uh, the upset, but We'll start in the East between Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers. Uh, a couple of different ways I can look at this game and look at it. You know, Pittsburgh plus one and a half on the puck line. It's a hefty price to pay at better than two to one. It's minus 210. But it, it feels like it's almost worth it. I, I mean, it's really hard for me to even endorse paying two to one in juice. But the the idea that the Rangers would blow out Pittsburgh even though they are home, the way this series has gone feels very, very foreign to me. Uh, if anybody's going to do the blowing out here, we've seen it's Pittsburgh be able to do it, not the New York Rangers. Uh, and so Pittsburgh getting a goal and a half. To, the only way this thing wins by two goals with the Rangers is an empty net goal uh, at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I, I don't see the, the Rangers having a sizable lead at any point in this game because they haven't really had a sizable lead at any point in this series with the exception of one game where they, uh, they had to win and they blew them out. So... From that standpoint, you know, I am, like I said, I'm not endorsing paying two to one per se, but it doesn't feel like it's the wrong bet, if that makes sense. The total in this game at six and a half, um, it's juiced to the under at minus 122. You're getting even money, though, with the over. Now, most of the games in this series have gone over uh, and inexplicably because you have two of let me rephrase that. You have the best goaltender in the league, but you have two teams that don't necessarily score a lot uh, in on the offensive side. Sure, they have good players. You know, Crosby obviously is a name, and and you know the, the Penguins have a bunch of other guys like Malkin and everybody else. But still, these are not teams throughout the the regular season that were high scoring teams. They were more defensive minded than anything else. So. Taking the over here wouldn't surprise me because uh, they, they've hit the over pretty much in every game. In fact, they have hit the over in every game this series. So uh, there, there's no reason to believe that uh, that this total won't go over six and a half. They've been over uh, seven in every game this series. So uh, I, I can't not back the over here, especially when it's at even money. But I will say this much. It feels like a correlating bet situation in this game. If you're on the over, you're going to take Pittsburgh. If you're on the under, you, you're going to take the Rangers. Like the Rangers have to win by playing better defense. It's what their DNA is. It, it's who they are. It's what they've been throughout the entire regular season. 
You know, Igor Shosturkin has been the best goaltender in the league, uh, and 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 is probably going to win the Vezina Trophy. But if you did it based off of this series, you'd be scratching your head a little bit. Still, that's the way the Rangers are. If it's low scoring, I think it absolutely favors the Rangers. If they get to Shosturkin early, it could be bye bye time. Uh, also, I look at first period totals. Uh, the first period under 108, uh, under I'm sorry, uh, under one and a half rather at plus 108. These two teams during the regular season, it hasn't bore out this way in the playoffs, during the regular season were two of the lowest first period over teams in the league, meaning more first period unders came in for the Rangers and Pittsburgh than pretty much any other teams in the league. So, uh, And that speaks to the defensive-minded nature of these two teams. A lot of these first period totals have gone over. Uh, I mean, for the first two or three games in this series, I played the under and was on the wrong side of it. So, uh, I, I, But I'm getting plus money. So it's hard for me to walk away from it uh, when the numbers are that, you know, favorable to me uh, against two teams that I think in a game seven, as we talked about with the NBA, game sevens are going to be slower. Teams don't want to make mistakes. They're generally more low scoring. Uh, That's why the total in this game is juiced to the under, because all of a sudden you think you're going to get this three, two game. Uh, You may. It's it's really hard to figure out how how it's going to go. Uh, But I would tell you if the first period under comes in, I don't think it would go over the total. If you only get one goal in the first period, you're, you're going to have to have an outburst to get over that that six and a half by the end of the game. If the scoring comes in this game, it's going to come early. Uh, if they don't score early, they're probably not going to score much late. The tempo of the game will dictate that. So, uh, again, I would probably – those are the sides I'd, I'd probably lean on. No official play for me here, but I'm just looking at the, the kind of numbers and, and the odds as they speak to me in where I would go. But like I said, I think it's a correlating bet situation between Pittsburgh uh, and the over and the Rangers and the under. In the other game in the Western Conference between Dallas and Calgary, uh, the exact opposite of this series, where most of the games have gone under or they've pushed. Uh, This has been an extremely low-scoring series. Four of the six games have gone under. Um, The first period under in this series has hit four out of six times. Um, And the total for this game is insanely low at five uh, some places you may see five and a half. Uh, and again, if you want the under shot for the five and a half, I wouldn't take it at five. But uh, I have seen a couple of shops under five at minus 114, which is, you know, respectable at this point. Um, but really, this is all about, um, you know, the 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 goaltending here in this series has been off the charts. And Jake Ottinger um, has really stolen this series away from Calgary. Calgary is an incredibly good offense. Uh, they're one of the higher scoring teams in the league. Johnny Gaudreau has 115 points on the year, uh, including 40 goals. And they've essentially, you know, been shut down offensively. So uh, we always talk about hot goaltenders in the playoffs and what that means. Dallas has found one here so far to start. Uh, I, I don't have a real strong feel on, um, you know, a sense of Who's going to win this game? I mean, really, it, it's it, because this series is so low scoring, nobody really has an advantage uh, on offense. Um, and and so it's hard to really handicap for me which way I think the series will go from that standpoint. But uh, I, I would tell you it's one of those things where whoever gets a lead first probably is going to be on the right side. So I may try to bet it live and see how the numbers move uh, and see what it looks like. But again, you're getting two outstanding goaltenders in Ottinger and Markstrom. You know, these are guys that are under two and a half goals against the entire season. So uh, I would expect the under to come in in this game. Uh, It's a a very, very risky play. Uh, It's one of those deals where, again, you could be sitting at a 
uh, a, a, a two, one kind of game or, or a three, one kind of game. And inadvertently somebody pulls a goaltender just to get an extra skater. Uh, and, and you end up hitting five or even going over or vice versa. You get a, 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 a four, four, one game or a four, two game, whatever it may be. Uh, just some crazy things happens in game seven. So, um, it, it's, it's a tough number at five to really take the under, but it's not going to surprise anybody if it comes in that way. So, uh, it should be great theater today, both on the ice and on the court. When you get these two game sevens, you know, I did see between the Rangers and Pittsburgh, the last three of the last four times these teams have met in the playoffs, the team that won this series went on to go to the Stanley cup. Um, and you know, it, it wouldn't be surprising here, uh, when you look at the NHL playoffs and, and the bracket and the way it shakes out, if Pittsburgh or the Rangers ended up doing it. No, by the way, moment of silence for, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, as I back them through the playoffs and moment of silence for my ticket that I wiped tears away with last night, uh, after they blew a three, two lead in the series and, and lose a game last night. That was a, a huge gut punch. And once again, Toronto does not get out of the first round of the NHL playoffs uh, as they run into the defending champs who keeping their three-peat alive. And uh, death taxes and Andre Vasilevsky in game sevens is kind of things you can really, you know, take to the bank as pure locks in life. So uh, I guess congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning, although I wasn't pulling for him. I really thought this was going to be the year for Toronto. I really did. I guess I was uh, foolishly optimistic that it was going to work out that way. Nonetheless, so Tampa Bay advances, Carolina advances, uh, and you're, you're waiting for the rest of the East, uh, as does Florida, and you're waiting for the second round of this thing to go forward here uh, between the winner of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. It's going to be a great you know, great scene at Madison Square Garden today, to say the least, and uh, Dallas and Calgary are also the same. All right, we have a lot more to do here. Uh, when we get back, I'll run down my plays in Major League Baseball, full slate of games today uh, across MLB. Next hour, we'll get back into the NFL and the big middle finger that they gave the NBA. We'll do that coming up as well. Uh, we'll talk with with uh, Joe. Why did I lose his name here? Sorry. <laughs> Joe Ozarski. Ozarski. Jim Ozarski, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, we got a lot to do here, and I'll remember everybody's name by the time we get back. I certainly promise you that. All right. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Major League Baseball slate up next right here on Point Spread Sunday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VSEN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSEN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSEN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily. Major League Baseball best bets. Jonathan Montoya will have all the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full decent experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream wherever and whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you for starting your Sunday morning with us. Jim Ozarski is going to join us coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes, uh, right at the top of the hour. 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 6 a.m. out on the West Coast. Of course, Point Spread Sunday with you till 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Also, Vinny Eiler of the Sporting News will join us. We'll go over the NFL here uh, next hour as well. And before we get to Major League Baseball, I just came across this on Twitter. By the way, follow me on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. As I was uh, opining about the Maple Leafs getting eliminated from the playoffs again, uh, I saw this stat, that the Maple Leafs are the first team in MLB, NBA, NHL history to lose a winner-take-all game in the opening round of the playoffs five years in a row. That is just an insane stat. They have lost a game seven in round one five years in a row. Like, you have to try to do that. Like, that's an attempt. That feels like a concerted effort to not get out of the first round. God, Maple Leafs fans got to be dying right now inside. It's just a why it, it, I wouldn't even watch the regular season at this point. If I'm the Maple Leafs, I tune in for seven games uh, to see what happens in the first round, save myself the headache. Nonetheless, anyway. 
just unreal. At least uh, Toronto's baseball team is interesting this year. Not so much their their hockey team. Nonetheless, let's get to Major League Baseball here and the uh, the slate of games for today uh, and the plays that I have. We'll get to four of them here real quick. And I'll start out just by saying again, for me, Major League Baseball, more than anything, is about the price I'm going to pay on a given line. Uh, I, I have very hard limits for what I'm willing to pay uh, as far as juice is concerned because baseball is a sport that's played every day and you bet it more consistently and more often than any other sport out there if you're doing it for the season. If you're doing it rec- recreationally, just hunting and pecking, so to speak, and plucking, cherry-picking bets here and there, you know some of the rules don't necessarily apply. But if you're doing this over the long haul, in order to make money and win money, you, you, you can't spend exorbitant amounts on juice uh, because, again, your 52% range just to hit uh, on, on minus 110 is has got to be even higher if you're paying more juice. So it's really hard to make money over the long haul. So I say all that to, go, to say when it comes to strikeout props and my other favorite bet of a, a run in the first inning or no run in the first inning are all about price limits for me. Let's start with a strikeout prop in the Yankees and the White Sox game. Uh, as Nestor Cortez takes the mound, for the New York Yankees. He has been very, very impressive this year. Um, I'm getting his number at five and a half, and I have the over at plus 102. When I get plus money on strikeout props, I'm always going to be interested. I just got to see if it all works out for me. Now, Cortez hasn't given up more than two runs in any start this year. Why is that important to a K prop? Because the idea is he's got to stay in the game. The longer he stays in the game, the more opportunity he's going to have to strike guys out. Now, Chicago is the has the best K rate of any team in Major League Baseball. They strike out less than any team in Major League Baseball, which is why this number is low and why the over is uh, is plus money. But Chicago is also a low-scoring team, one of the lowest-scoring teams in the league. They're bottom five in runs scored per game in Major League Baseball. I say all that again to say that if Chicago isn't scoring and Nesta Cortez isn't giving up runs, he's got a chance to be in the game longer. Now, here's the rub. For a team that doesn't strike out that much, the White Sox are averaging over 8Ks per game in this series with the Yankees. So they are striking out a little bit more against the Yankees in this series than what they normally do. Now, is some of that the fact that Garrett Cole pitched the other day and he think he struck out nine guys? Yeah, that's part of it. And also, not all those strikeouts, I understand, were from the starters in the game. But if Cortez does what he's supposed to do and lasts a little bit longer, his high K rate on the year... Um, it is worth it for me to think that he can get to six strikeouts. If he can get into the sixth inning, possibly even into the seventh, I feel really good about him getting to six strikeouts. And when it's plus money and I don't have to lay juice, I'm in an advantageous spot to play it. So I'm going to back Nestor Cortez here uh, over five and a half strikeouts. Another strikeout prop I'll go to, Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, the Guardians taking on the Twins in Minnesota. Tristan McKenzie, the starter for the Cleveland Indians, his K prop at five and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over here. It's minus 104, so it's a very respectable number. Now, Minnesota averages over nine Ks at home, 9.1 to be exact. That is third worst in Major League Baseball. They've averaged 10 Ks a game in in this series, or, or I should say over the last three games uh, um, on, on the season. McKenzie has gone over five and a half in four of his five starts this year. The only start he didn't go over five and a half Ks was against the Chicago White Sox. As I just mentioned, they have the lowest K rate in all of Major League Baseball. So uh, all that together here and only have to lay four cents for juice is a good proposition for me. I'll back Tristan McKenzie 
on his strikeout prop at over five and a half uh, at minus 104. My other bet that I like in Major League Baseball, as I mentioned earlier, is the no-run first inning, yes-run first inning, or over-under a half a run in the first inning. Uh, the misperception is certainly out there that uh, there aren't many runs scored in the first inning. That is by far, in, in a way, a misperception. It is not correct. In fact, the first and the ninth inning uh, runs are scored more than any other innings uh, com- any other innings in Major League Baseball. And, and any base- baseball player would tell you the first inning and ninth inning are the hardest innings to prevent runs from scoring. In. So let's go to... Colorado of all places. And this, by definition, is a pure gamble. (laughs) The Kansas City Royals are in Colorado taking on the Rockies. Uh, And I have been looking at Coors Field uh, first inning numbers all season long because we all know that more runs are scored at Coors Field. So the no run in the first inning is going to be getting plus money almost 99% of the time, and it's going to be getting considerable plus money. The key is to try to find the spots where uh, you can take advantage of that. Now, Austin Gomber is starting for the Rockies. He's been deceptively better than what his numbers really say. Um, He was touched up in the first inning in his very first start of the season and just his last start. In between, he had three starts where they were all quality starts, uh, when at least six innings, didn't give up three runs, and didn't give up a run in the first. So he's been pretty good uh, when it comes to it. Daniel Lynch is starting for the Royals. Um... He's been bad. (laughs) He has been bad. They got to him in each of his last two starts. Um, And this is where the gamble is, because if they're going to score in the first inning, I don't think the Royals, who are one of the lowest scoring first inning teams percentage wise, as far as how many times they score in the first inning in all of Major League Baseball, they're in the bottom five in that category. Um, The Rockies are near the top. And so while I have very little concern about Austin Gomber getting through the first inning unscathed, it's Daniel Lynch that worries me now. Colorado has scored 20 runs in the first two games in this series. Um, The first game of the series, they lost 14-10. In the second game of the series, they won 10-4. Is it just foolish to use the logic that, you know, are they going to score at that rate for three straight games? Well, it's Coors Field. Well, it's Daniel Lynch. And possibly, yes, they absolutely can. But Sundays typically are a little bit different in Major League Baseball just because, again, you're getting reserve lineups. You're getting um, backup guys. Most Many starters, big starters, maybe getting a day off or they may just be DHing or whatever it may be. Uh, but it's not your typical normal lineup here. So the under at Coors Field today of a half run in the first inning is at 120 plus 124. It's a gamble. I get it. But uh, the fact that Colorado has scored in the first inning in each of the last two games, they put up a ton of runs. Baseball has a tendency to automatically, you know, regress you to the mean uh, here. And with that plus money, I'll roll the dice on it probably for about a half unit. Like it's not going to be a full unit play just because, again, it's a lot to risk with Daniel Lynch. Um, he, he is a liability and he easily can get scored upon. But let's roll the dice here and have some fun and, and see what we can do uh, as far as the first inning at Coors Field is concerned. Uh, it's something, again, I've been looking at and studying all year long. There are there have been very advantageous spots to take advantage of this to getting plus money at a very good number. So, and then finally, the last game that I am uh, that I'm on here, uh, real quickly, the, between the Giants and the Cardinals. Uh, these are two of the highest scoring teams in the league. They have a total of just seven in this game. Uh, they have gone over seven in four of their six meetings this year. Now, Carlos Rondon is starting for the San Francisco Giants. He's been amazing this year, four and one with a one eight ERA and a WHIP below one. Adam Wainwright starting for St. Louis. Uh, he's got a 3.18 ERA and a 1.3 whip. He's been banged around by the Cardinals. Uh, I'm sorry, by the Giants in his career. So 
Um, we're going to take the over here on Sunday Night Baseball. I think they can get to at least seven, and it should be the Giants doing most of the heavy lifting. All right, coming up next, uh, we will head out to Milwaukee and talk with Jim Ozarski as the Bucks, Celtics, Game 7, right here next on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.